Welcome to the Ascended Self Podcast. I'm Sarah Benson, Reiki master, mindset coach, and intuitive reader. With me today is my amazing producer, Brooke Robichaux, the one and only sober biz babe. Here on the Ascended Self Podcast, we talk about all things spirituality, mindfulness, and holistic wellness. So if you're looking for inspiration and you're ready to embark on your spiritual or healing journey, then tune in every Wednesday to tap into this energy and transcend on your path to wellness. See you there. Welcome everybody to the Ascended Self Podcast. I am Sarah Benson, holistic wellness practitioner, Reiki psychic medium. I am here today with my beautiful producer, Brooke Robichaux, and we have a special guest today, Jeff Lauren, who is an intuitive card reader with mediumship abilities. So we're very, very excited. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. We're very just going to jump right in. We're just going to jump right in because I have so many questions. I want to know everything there is to know about your journey. Um, Jeff, the first thing I want to know is when did you first discover that you have psychic abilities? Um, that's an interesting question because recently I started to rediscover that I had intuitive skills, started tapping into um my medium skills, but it came from releasing trauma and it came from getting sober. But I have memory of being a little kid and hearing voices whispering my name, like as young as four or five, six years old, Jeff, 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 Jeff. you know, like over and over. Yeah. And I hear this and it would be like a thousand voices all trying to talk to me. And it drove me crazy. I thought I was crazy. Um, ringing to my ears would turn into voices talking to me, trying to say my name, whatever it was. It freaked me out so much that I used to sleep with a clock radio under my pillow. So as far back as then, I knew that there was something different, that I knew I had some kind of ability to tap into something, but I asked it to stop. Mm -hmm. It was just not something that, that I wanted to connect with. Um, it was, uh, it was scary because I thought I was crazy. You know, I'm hearing voices, you know, who wants to tell people that? So I never told anybody that. Um, and then when I was 14, I started smoking weed mm -hmm. and that kind of mellowed it right out. You know, even though I still had intuitive skills, walking into a room, being able to feel out what was going on, you know, a good uh, ability to read people. Um, I never realized to what extent I had these abilities until I let go of trauma last year, until I got sober eight, eight months ago off of weed, then it all started like flowing through me. But it also started with, you know, getting introduced to TikTok, getting introduced to, you know, my soul family, you know, um, psychic mediums who've taken me under their wing, uh, life and wellness coaches, uh, my Reiki master, um, other mediums that I know, other intuitive card readers. And it was just like watching everybody do this. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and getting card pulls in people's lives on TikTok and, you know, trust your intuition. You have this ability, you know, you got to be doing this kind of thing. And uh, I just started pulling cards and started to get uh, validations from people in my lives and started to realize, oh God, I can actually do this. This is something I have. This is the gift that I have. And uh, yeah, so that's brought me to where I am right now. And I'm, you know, now I'm booking intuitive card readings. I'm doing Reiki, which is amazing. So, yeah. 
I, I want to go all the way back to like the beginning of this journey for you, because like, <laughs> um, okay. First of all, with your sobriety, where did that healing journey start for you? Like, did you seek help for that? What told you that this needed to change in my life and it's no longer serving me? Um, can you talk a little bit about that journey? Cause I feel like that's really when I noticed a huge shift in your energy and like, you just became this brand new person. You like just came out <laughs> like literally and figuratively, um, we're just like totally fully yourself all of a sudden. And it was just like, Holy shit, who is this guy? Um, so can you talk about that beginning stages of your journey? Um, finding sobriety and how that kind of transformed into the spirituality yeah I think in the beginning of 2020 I got really sick for two three weeks um as I was getting off of that sickness I lost my cousin to um intravenous overdose and you know it was one of those things where you're like what could I have done you know, I had, this guy hasn't been in my life for 20 years. He reached out a couple times, you know, wanting to get away from where he was. I knew he was struggling, but it's, it's one of those things that you can't help people unless they want the help. Right. As, as you know, and you know, it was sad. He was 32 years old. He had a, you know, a, some children, but he was struggling, you know, he was struggling with, you know, I, I'm assuming you know, trauma, because that's what ends up happening is, is when you're struggling with trauma, you end up addicted to things because you're trying to numb yourself. And it was just one of those things where I was just like, my own personal journey kind of flashed before my eyes. And it was like, I'm dealing with that trauma, I'm numbing myself. And although I wasn't, you know, doing cocaine or meth or crack or anything or heroin, I was still smoking, you know, 20, 30 joints a day sometimes you know, and I'm a bartender at the time, you know, and I was drinking a lot and doing things that I, you know, wasn't proud of when I would get drunk or get too high. And it just kind of gave me a reflection on what was going on in my life. And I really just wanted to release it. And it was just one of those days that I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop drinking. It doesn't serve me. You know, I've never been one of those people to come home and go, look, I want a beer. Beer would sit in my fridge forever, you know, but weed, I would smoke it over and over and over. And, you know, it was, it was interesting because I started to just release it and started to realize, you know, that I needed to come first. And it was about eliminating things that no longer served me. Um, and then there was another connection before that even happened where, Brooke, yourself, you had been on Gabby Bernstein, you know, and you were, you were, you know, so excited about being on Gabby Bernstein and it was life changing. So, I added her on Instagram <laughs> and I ended up in one of her lives. And this was a couple of times I was out, you know, walking the streets, smoking a joint, listening to Gabby Bernstein. And I came home one day and I was watching her and I lit up the biggest joint and I'm sitting there smoking it. And I'm like, Oh my God, she's going to call me in. Like <laughs> my, my intuition, everything said, I am next. And I took a big haul. And next thing you know, she goes, Jeff Lauren, you're next. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I put it out. And this, this was just like, I had just, I had just um, let go of some trauma. I had just come out as pansexual to some friends and some family. I was like feeling the best and the most present I had ever been. And uh, she called me in. And I started to explain my journey of what was going on and how proud I was of myself that I was so present. And as I'm staring at myself, I'm realizing I am so stoned right now as I'm telling this person 
you know, how present I am. And I'm like, this is crazy. What is wrong with this picture? You know, like I felt like a fraud, you know, I felt like the, the validation that she was giving me was, was, was not real because there I was just putting out this big fat joint, but telling her how present I am when I wasn't present. So that was a big start for me to release the weed. And yeah. And, and I think I made the decision one day. I just, I got up and I was like, look, I'm going to push this. I used a vape for a day and then I just kind of pushed it aside. And I quit cigarettes 17 years ago, cold Turkey after 16 years of smoking a pack and a half. I knew that I had the ability to do it. I quit cold Turkey, but day two, thank God to tick for TikTok. <laughs> my Reiki master, Ayla Thomas, uh, her website's aylathomaslightworker.com, guys. She, I was in one of her lives. I had just met her. I, I was drawn to watching her lives. And she basically said to me, and she's not a person to, you know, she knows her worth. She's not a person to give away free readings or free Reiki or anything like that. And she's just like, Jeff, I'm getting nudged by your spirit team to offer you a free Reiki blast. And she's like, if, if you would like it, just Instagram me later. And I had only known her for maybe a few weeks just from being in her lives and interacting. And we, you know, we fed off each other's energy. So I took her up on that. And this was day two of being off of weed. And with Reiki, if you don't know, uh, it clears energy and it's about setting intentions. So we set two of the, the main intentions were for me to be able to breathe better and for freedom. So this was a life-changing experience for me because I was, you know, and not everybody experiences this, but I experienced like Dr. Ho, like electrical shocks through my body. I released this like cough laugh at the same time. This was like a five, 10 minute Reiki blast, like quick, 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 but I had never experienced anything like it. And afterwards I felt so different. And what I didn't realize till days later was, that Reiki blast and my spirit team gave me freedom from the cravings. I have not had a craving for weed since day two, which is crazy. I still had withdrawals. I still changed my shirt four times a day for about two weeks and sweats, but I have not craved it after smoking 20 joints a day, getting up every day and smoking three, four joints, having two pots of coffee, you know, like it, it was life changing. And from that day forward, I was like, I know I have healing abilities in my hands and I registered for Ayla's class. And again, like I was saying, I now am a level two Reiki practitioner and I'm heading, I'm in level three. Now I just started on Sundays heading towards Reiki master status. So a full, you know, what is it? 180, 360, whatever you want to say <laughs> yeah. for, for, from who I was to who I am now. Right. I love that story and I love this, the part about how, you know, you're just kind of in the right place at the right time, you know, like you just happened to be in Gabby Bernstein's live, by the way, I'm like her biggest fan. Um, you're in her live and you're doing something that you probably, you know, on this journey, it's like, no, maybe not, right? It's like, you're trying to be present. The idea is to be present. You take a big hoot and she's like, oh, hey, Jeff. <laughs> What are the chances, right? Like it couldn't have been more loud and clear for you in that moment, I'm sure. Um, well, and, and the fact that Brooke had already been pulled in, like what <laughs> we know each other, you know, she pulls people in from all over the world. And the fact that both of us were pulled in like a month or two apart. Right. So. 
Amazing. Amazing. Is that how you get in and just join our lives? I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do them anymore. It's it kind of sad. She had a zoom going for a while that you could connect with, but it was like, so cool. She offered a lot of value through the pandemic and brought in, um, a huge community. We got to hear incredible stories on that live. So I'm really grateful that, for that experience. It was life-changing for me too. Jeff, I want to circle back to when you were talking about how, when you were a kid, you would hear things, you would hear a spirit say, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Um, and you had, you know, the, in this field, we call it clairaudience, right? So you had clairaudience abilities right from a child. Can you talk a little bit more about how that's shown up for you now that you've stopped smoking marijuana? Yeah, I said marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> the weed. The weed, um, you the weed. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's just been a, something that's been a natural progress for me. I, I've just been kind of allowing it to come back naturally. I'm not kind of forcing it. So um, I, I guess you can say that I get little bits and pieces of what I used to get. And for my medium abilities right now, I get just like some downloads so I'll hear and feel a name, a song, a sound. I'll get feelings like, you know, all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, my, something's wrong with my teeth, you know, and I'll be able to, to give that as well. And I know that's a little bit one of the other C's, um, but I do have all five C's. So clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, clair. I just haven't tapped in fully to all of them. So um, I'm just kind of just gradually letting it happen, right? This is something that could take five years, 10 years before I can fully get into it. But, you know, you can go to my YouTube, uh, Jeff Lauren, you can see me, there's two eight minute videos there, guys, I'm tapping into uh, my medium skills in my lives on TikTok, where I kind of get a, a little bit of information from somebody from the other side. Um, I haven't fully, fully adapted on what all the messages mean, and what I'm getting. So do I clearly hear somebody speaking to me? No. I get a feeling, I get downloads, I get like a, a you know, a, an instinct, instinctual word that comes to me, a name, um, things that are going on. Like you can check my YouTube. There's a moment in it where I smelt McDonald's fries. And I was like, is there something with McDonald's fries? And the lady was like, oh my God, my daughter, her first job was at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And then my next feeling was my toes kept curling. And I'm like, was your daughter a dancer? Because I'm getting like, I want to like point toe oh my God, my daughter was a dancer her whole life, you know? And then I saw a, a flash of a sunflower and I was like, okay, so I just drew this sunflower. I'm like, is sunflowers relevant to you? Holy shit, her first tattoo was a sunflower, you know? So that's kind of where I am in my journey is getting just pieces to show that I have connected with a spirit from the other side, but I'm not physically um, getting, can you tell this person this? You know, where some mediums who have been doing this for years, they get like, uh-huh, 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 hold on, okay, I'm getting it, yep, I'm, you know, and that's just yeah. not where I am yet, and that's okay. I'm not charging for mediumship. I, I do um, paid intuitive card readings, and if I do get anything, downloads or anything, I give it in my readings. That part of it's free, but I do not take money from anybody for mediumship at this point. Okay, gotcha. And I think that's really cool. Um, your experience with mediumship, it's really consistent across the board for new mediums, what they, they experience, sounds, smells, a song in their head, 
um, images, pictures, things like body sensations. So I'm super, super excited for you. And I truly, truly believe that definitely in five years from now, you're going to be charging for your mediumship, which you deserve. And you're going to be able to be like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know? <laughs> well, I think it's about, you know, opening up that channel and trusting myself right now. I'm just kind of like still in the imposter syndrome, as they would say a little bit where I'm kind of like, is, is that just my ego getting involved trying to tell me that? So I'm just learning that balance right now to visually allow myself as well, because you got to like, you know, some, some psychic mediums that have taken me under the wing, you know, they visualize say a shower curtain opening or a garage door opening to get the information that's supposed to be coming. Right. So I'm just learning my own tools on how that information is being given to me from the other side. So. I love that. I think, well, obviously my, one of my favorite ones of your lives was connecting with Stacy. Psychic so of Stacy is Stacy Lynn, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah. She seemed to be like one of those people. <laughs> so cool she said my brother was hitting on her and I was like oh my god that's so him that's exactly what he'd be doing <laughs> I remember that night I remember that night and, and I felt his energy at that point and uh that was definitely as you know his character right so you know and, and Stacy Stacy brings through some characters and uh that was that was great so yeah I love it I can't wait to see where you go with all this um and I just like want to thank you because like what you're doing on TikTok and, and opening up and finding this journey, it really opens space for me to start getting into this stuff. And I've absolutely enjoyed it. Like, it's just such a cool way to connect with spirit and be able to offer value to people. Uh, the messages you get back like, from these people that come in the lives, like get help just from hanging out on TikTok, like they were able to use social media in such a cool way. That's really supporting people like CM. Well, spirit uses social media you know it's like they used to use just songs and things like that where they were tapping now it's like you're on social media you're getting a message that's coming through your feed and they're able to you know send you into rooms that you needed to be in like there's no coincidence that i was in that that i was in gabby bernstein's instagram there's no coincidences i ended up in ayla thomas's ayla lightworkers uh live my friend Jeff Walsh, who right now is an intuitive life coach on TikTok, I ended up in his live because I needed to get the messages that he needed to give me, you know, and psychic medium Pam Sears, I ended up in her TikTok, I ended up on her Facebook and how we became friends. She pulled a card for me and I had left her room and she found me on Facebook and sent me the card and said, you left my room and this card was meant for you. And it was, it was either trust your instincts or um, you're an intuitive. I don't know. It was something with, I think it was trust your instincts. And as we know, as intuitive card readers, as both of you are, we don't approach people or send them messages unless they've contacted us first because of clones, because of people trying to scam you, right? So that's just not something you do. We don't go looking for clients. Oh, we're drawn to you. We want to <laughs> we read you, right? Um, so the fact that she went above and beyond to find me on Facebook, because we hadn't even really talked except for, can I have a card in your room? You know, and 
that started our journey as friends and we connected from there and I became a moderator in her room and part of the soul family. And then, you know, connecting her with other people that were in my soul family and vice versa. And, you know, she's a, one of my biggest supporters and I consider her a, a mentor, right? It doesn't surprise me. Your cat just jumped on every live I'm in or every zoom somebody's cat jumps into it. Cause you know, I'm a cat person. So <laughs> Oh, cats love spiritual people. They love that spiritual energy. Yeah. <laughs> that freaked me out. <laughs> she's, usually out <laughs> she's usually outside during the day. That's funny. Um, can you talk about what it's like when you first tap into these abilities? Like what can someone do to start building this for themselves? If they're feeling like they have intuition, um, what would you suggest? Like, where should someone start? Well, I would say first off, you know, if you want to connect to that energy, surround yourself with that energy. So if you want to be spiritual, find your spiritual family, find that connection, surround yourself with intuitive card readers, surround yourself with, you know, Reiki people like I did, life coaches, whatever it is for you, that's going to allow you to tap into that energy. And I say this to people in, in my readings and in my lives, if you want to be a millionaire, be friends with a millionaire. You want to be a drug addict, be friends with a drug addict, you know, so there's definitely a, a attraction that happens. So for me, meeting all these people and watching what they were doing, my instincts were like, I'm supposed to be doing this. And then when I questioned it, because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not psychic medium, Pam Sears. I'm not Jeff Walsh. I'm not Stacey Lynn. I'm not Ayla. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Is this where I am? Am I just trying to, to be them? And I got all the messages I was supposed to. I went into somebody's room randomly, trust your instincts, you're on the right path. You know, um, I asked for a sign immediately then and I got a Facebook message right then from my friend saying, thank you so much for the reading you did the other day. It changed my life. I'm on this new path now. And I was just like, oh, I'm helping people and in turn helping myself. And I, I, you know, I say this a lot as well. When, when I started to show up for myself, the universe started to show up for me, right? So if you want to do this, you got to show up for yourself. You have to be present. I started to show up. I started to let go of the outcome. I just was present in the moment. Finally, I let go of that weed and it was able for, for me to be grounded and to be able to deliver these messages. And they all started to validate. Mm -hmm. How can you deny the validation? And like you were saying, Brooke, the messages you get after telling my story, talking about my trauma, you know, talking about inner child work with people that allowed me to get messages back saying Help me tonight telling your story and your two cards that you pulled for me were bang on and I needed that tonight game changer yes it's so rewarding to you know realize that you have gifts to help people and then get that validation that like thank you you helped me you know it's like the ego kind of just like disappears, you know, and you'd think that it pumps up the ego, but the spirit sings, you know, the spirit goes, yes, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm living my purpose. Do you feel like your experience going through, you know, smoking pot every day and, and maybe doing like the party party thing, do you feel like those experiences assist you in doing healing work now? Yeah, because I can have sympathy for what people are going through. It's not easy, you know, because a lot of addiction stems from trauma. 
nobody wants to hear advice from somebody who hasn't been through it. You know, so when you're relatable, people can relate to what you're saying. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So if someone wants to get into this sort of thing and if they feel really, really called to it and you're like, okay, this is, this is what I'm meant to be doing with the rest of my life. Um, I want to, I want to jump in full force. What do you suggest they do to protect their energy? Cause I know you have very strong boundaries around your energy. Um, I've been in a couple of your lives and you, and you know, like, okay, this, this is not okay. Like, don't read me in here, blah, 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 blah. Like you have very strong boundaries around what you allow energetically into your life. So how could someone protect themselves going into this? That's like really new at it. And maybe don't know what they're in for and like, can't sleep all night because of all the energy and doesn't know how to get off them. (laughs) Well, what I would suggest again is make sure you're surrounding yourself with other spiritual people, people that can help you in this process, because, you know, I had to learn. And you learn by having it happen to you because, you know, energy is powerful and there's hitchhiking energies and there's, you know, things that you're dealing with, you're speaking to the other side in a sense, right? So it's like, you really need to call in that high, highest white light from energy from, or from source, the highest white light energy and it always has to be white light. You've got to call in that protection before you, you know, start doing this type of work every single time, you know, and I use sage and I put a protective bubble around me. Um, I also have crystals, you know, there's certain crystals that can help, you know, black tourmaline. Um, But I had to learn it, you know, like I had Reiki done to clear the energy out of my house when I first started doing this, because there was some, you know, activity that was going on that I wasn't familiar with. And when you allow that activity to happen it puts you in a state of oh my god what's going on but you also have to remember that you're always in control that has no power unless you give it power so that was a big thing i had to learn as well um when i do a live and i have anywhere from 30 to say a thousand people in my room that's a lot of energy And like you said, I can feel it. And sometimes I do a quick, you know, ohm throughout the whole room. Sometimes I get them to breathe with me. Sometimes I bring in the sound bowl and just clear the energy. But ultimately, when I finish my live, the biggest thing I could suggest and what I've learned, and again, I've learned from having people who do energy work, make sure you surround yourself with other people who do this type of work, is to send back all that energy. It does not belong to you. It has no power and it must return to where it came from. And that's about you taking control of what's going on in your environment, in your energy field. If you are dealing with energy or energy um, stealers, vampires, they want to call them people just (laughs) who like to suck your energy and dump their shit on you. Block yourself with a bubble before you leave your house every day. Envision a white light of of energy from the highest white light from source, from Jesus, from God, from whoever you, you know, you worship, you pray to um, as protection and watch the difference. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. They don't realize, like for me, I'm a super empath. I take on everybody's energy. But if you're empathetic or you're an empath, however you're supposed to say it, I'm French. So sometimes the words don't come out right. Um, (laughs) Make sure that you protect your energy. 
because you can go to the grocery store, you can walk down the street and you're taking on everybody's energy and you're like, man, I'm drained for the last week and a half. I'm depressed now. And it's all about energy. So protect that energy. I think that's a really great point for empaths right now, especially in the last year, there's been a lot of anxiety and it's really easy to take on that. Well, like the world collective anxiety that's happening or has happened, right? I know I definitely experienced it. <laughs> so those are great tips. I love that you have a ritual about protecting your energy. I think it's so important. And I think there's so many people in the world that don't even realize that they are clairsentient and, and they're picking up on everybody's stuff. I know my son, I discovered when he was pretty young, he's five now, but when he was about two or three, he would start to act differently after daycare. He'd be having lots of fun. And as soon as he was back in the car after daycare, he was low energy, grumpy, tired, wanted to eat a lot. And I was like, this looks familiar. <laughs> so we started to put on his invisible jacket. And so now when my son's going to school, he's in school now, or when he's going to daycare, if he's feeling lots of feelings that he's not understanding, we put on his invisible jacket. So for him, it's just mommy kind of zipping up over his body and around the sides, and he's got an invisible cloak. But what I'm saying is, Archangel Michael and Jesus, please protect Caden with the highest, purest white light, pink light, and blue light energy, and protect him through the day when he is around energies that no, will not serve him and will cause him harm. And, you know, he doesn't need to hear all that, but he just thinks it's cool that he's got an invisible jacket. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's important to call in. That. It's important to call in that protection, right? Yeah. All beings of light. I, I, I personally use Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael and Archangel Uriel in all of my readings and uh, in my lives just for protection, right? So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know that sometimes, you know, that can make people feel a little uncomfortable. I know that there's, there's people in the spiritual community, so many people are waking up. And I think because we've just had a worldwide trauma, right? So people are starting to wake up and become spiritual and get in touch with their gifts. So many gifted people out there and a lot of people are really triggered by words like Jesus and God and angels. Um, and I just want to say, I know for, I can't speak for Jeff or Brooke, but I have never been religious, but because I am spiritual and because I do have the ability to tap into angels and spirits, I have literally spoken to the spirit of Jesus. Somebody who's never followed religion, I've ne that's never been my thing. Jesus is my guy. <laughs> he's my guy for protection for guidance protecting my son it's my homie <laughs> i i believe in in protection i believe in spirit and source um being born into a roman catholic family um was interesting because although i don't practice i still believe there's somebody that's protecting us um for me coming from going to a Catholic school, living across from a church. And for me, you know, and this is a trigger warning for anybody who's, who's listening right now, you may want to swipe away. Um, I was also abused by a priest when I was four or five. And this priest used to lure the young kids down to his basement to play with the frogs. And I was a kid who liked to go out and, you know, catch frogs in the forest behind there. So I lost a lot of my faith and belief in, let's say, that part of religion 
the physical in front of you. This guy is the guy that you need to listen to. So that belief for me, I lost. Do I believe there's somebody on the other side that's protecting us? Yes. But the physical person that was in front of me telling me about this from the book, I didn't trust or believe, you know, so that's my experience. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable because I think there are people that are listening or watching right now that are going to take something away from that that will help them, you know, be more comfortable opening up about their spirituality and their spiritual gifts and what they need to do for themselves to feel connected to who they really are. So thank you. Remember to think you're welcome. Thank you. Um, You know, that's something that I had forgot about. You know, like when I say I released trauma at the beginning of 2020, that was part of it, remembering what I had been through, you know, and, you know, there was some other abuse in my life as well. And, and for me, what triggered it and, and triggered the memory was oddly enough, leaving Neverland, which was the Michael Jackson documentary. Mm, Yeah. So in that documentary, watching the a 10 year old boy on the stand telling his story that let's say you know whether you believe it or not that michael jackson did not abuse him and the fact that the courts believed a 10 year old boy and released him regardless of if it was true or not that triggered me because what it did was remind me that i was that 10 year old boy and that I would have lied to anybody to protect my abuser at that time. And I was abused by a babysitter that I had. And I was asked about it. And I was like, no, 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 no. That, I, he would never do that. You know, he's my friend. He would never do that, you know. And, and I was being abused. But what triggered me as well was, and I've had struggles in my whole life with relationships and love and everything. But hearing him say, I was in love with Michael Jackson, that triggered me because I realized I had been holding a love for my abuser from when I was 10, 11 years old. Mm. And that's what was holding me, this secret that I had pushed down that I probably would have died with, you know, and when I lost my cousin, that's when it all started to come back where it was like, oh, this is why I've been doing the things that I have been doing, you know? And um, I was also, for me, abused by two older women when I was young, you know, and they were my brother's friends and they, you know, took advantage of me and shamed me and all these things and, and groomed me and whatever it was. But that all fucked me up for relationships. That fucked me up for trust. That put me in fight, flight, and freeze mode for yeah. years. And I wasn't able to love, have relationships, or be present. Mm. And when you realize you've never been present, because you're always looking over your shoulder, right? So releasing all of that, coming to terms with that, admitting that, you know, was was hard. Hard. Having to have those conversations with myself. Having to have those conversations with, you know, say my mom. You know, um, having that forgiveness for myself for the part that I played in, having forgiveness for the people that abused me, 
you know, and, and I say this in my lives all the time, forgiveness equals freedom, you know, mm-hmm. and it really is not about the abusers. It's about sending it out to the universe so that you get that personal freedom. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who will disagree with that and say, you don't need to forgive anybody. They don't deserve that. And it's like, no, you deserve it. Yes. Yeah. You don't so deserve thank, to hit. Thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. 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 Oh, Jeff, yeah. that's so powerful. And I, and it's very common to have those feelings towards abusers. Like it is very, very common. And I just, I'm so grateful for you sharing that because people need to hear that. They need to hear that spoken out loud so they can understand what they went through. Um, and they can release some of that shame for themselves because it's very freaking confusing. It is very confusing to have those feelings to someone that hurt you. Right. Um, well, and I think a lot of relationships struggle because of it because people mm-hmm. have been through this and the other person just doesn't understand and, and nobody wants to share that that happened to them because of the shame and, you know, the, the, and not being able to find that forgiveness for themselves. Right. So I hope that this does help some people to be able to make those steps to allow themselves that freedom so that they can start to be actually be present and, and be able to be a part of that relationship and connection with another person, because otherwise you're just distant. You're never there, you know? How has this journey changed your relationship with people? Like romantic or just people in general? Like, are you able to let people in? Do you feel your walls going down now that you have this connection with spirit? Yeah, I definitely have. And you know what? It's, it's, it's been an eye opener to see who actually is important in my life. Who is there actually for me? You know, when you released, when I became sober, I lost a lot of friends because a lot of my friends were just about smoking weed or going out and having drinks and maybe a handful still reached out and said, Hey, I know you're not smoking, but let's hang out anyways. I want to keep this friendship because it's important to me. Now in regards to love, I've never owned an animal. I've never been in a relationship longer than three years. When I released all this, I went, I think I can love something. And a lot of you know, I have Charlie, my Bengal tabby cat. He's my first love. You know, I was able to give that love to something for the first time ever, you know? So now I'm, you know, I'm single. I'm open to a relationship. I've come out as pansexual. I'm in love with an energy. Why would I limit myself at 43 years old at this point? It's like, if I can share my time with somebody, I will. And it doesn't matter who it is. Well, I'm sure the, there is somebody on your path and now you are on your path. So, well, I'm willing know. to, I'm willing now to let somebody in and I never was before. Mm-hmm. I always, I always found excuses. Oh, I don't have enough money to date. I don't have this. And you know, the biggest thing that I used to do that I didn't realize, and a lot of people are going to laugh at this one is I never wanted to give myself that opportunity to be in a relationship. And one of the key things is you'll hear, if you don't have clean shoes, somebody's not going to want you. And I always wore dirty shoes because I was like, I'm not ready for a relationship. I don't want a relationship. And I always wore dirty shoes and, and women will out there are laughing right now because they're like, it's true. If he doesn't have clean shoes, I'm not going to be in a relationship with him, you know, like, and, and, and I'm joking, but it really was, you know, I, I put a personal block up for abundance as well because I didn't want money because I didn't want the relationship. 
So I was poor and didn't have lots of money and struggled because I wasn't willing to let that relationship happen. Because if I had money, then I had to acknowledge that relationship that could happen. Mm -hmm. And when I let that all go, money isn't a problem right now. I'm doing intuitive card readings, you know, like I've, I've been able to sell artwork. I've been able to, you know, before that I was doing some, some acting stuff. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that when you allow it to come in, you let go of the outcome, allow yourself to go with the flow and be in the present moment. It all falls into place for you. Yeah, absolutely. I want to circle back a little bit. Um, and talk about, you talked about like all this work you did on yourself. You did some healing for the trauma and you did this work on yourself. Can you tell us what did that look like for you? Like, how did you find out how to do that healing and, and where did you find the support? Funny you ask. Okay. So there was a guy who I knew who had did a story about a friend of mine who was dealing with sobriety and they made a documentary about it. And in my mind, I was like, well, I've got a story and, you know, maybe they, they'll make a documentary about my, you know, abuse and story. And, and in my own psychosis of struggling with the fact that I had been abused and that I was trying to, you know, release it, I had a nervous breakdown. And I, I reached out to this guy and said, look, I don't know if this is a story. I don't know what it is, but I, 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 let's have a Zoom or something because I need to tell you what happened to me. So thankfully, this guy took the time. I don't even know him. He was in LA. He sat on a Zoom with me for two hours and let me pour out my whole life story. Luckily, you know, he um, understood a lot of stuff that I had been through and he gave me some, you know, really good advice. And the one advice is, was your story is no different than anybody else. A lot of people have been through what you've been through and that hit home. It was like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So this is something that I'm going to have to deal with. It's not something that he can fix. And that was a big eye opener for me, but also you know, he said to me, he goes, Jeff, are, are you addicted to, to drugs? Are you addicted? To, I'm like, no, not really. Like, I mean, I do have substance abuse, but I'm not, you know, I'm not struggling with heroin or coke or crack or anything, you know, crazy. And he's like, you are, you've already 10 steps ahead of the game. And he's like, you can go to therapy and therapy really works. And he's like, you know, um, I told him about some other stuff. He's like, you can go to um, adult children from alcoholic families because my dad was an alcoholic who drank a lot. Um, wasn't abusive really, but it was like just a lot of alcohol around me my whole life. And he's like, or you can go to, you know, somewhere where they're going to help you with the trauma, with the abuse, whatever it was. But he's like, ultimately they're going to tell you that the pain is white on the wall. Like, you know, you, you're already present. You already know what's going on. And his advice to me was, you need to connect with your inner child. Because what has mm -hmm. happened is that you've abandoned that inner child. And he said to me, you know, you need to grab that child by the hand, give that child a voice, and tell that child that you're never going to let them go. And for me, it clicked. And that was all I needed to put me on to the journey that I am right now on. 
Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I got goosebumps. I got all the feels. That was, I love that so much. I love that for you. I love that for anybody who's listening. I completely agree. You know, I think a lot of people, they, they, yeah, they hear inner child and they think, huh? But there's something so magical about when you discover that there's a part of you that you can parent, you know, it's like reparenting your inner child, taking them under your wing, that, that inner part of you, that's, that's still broken and just loving yourself, giving all that love to like little Jeff, you know, I love you and I'm sorry. And I've got you, you know, it's so powerful. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that it's abandonment that we've done really by shutting ourselves down. And, and especially when it's trauma related and abuse related, because you're abandoning that kid because you're not speaking your truth. You're not standing up for yourself. It puts you in flight, fight and freeze mode. And you need to get yourself back, ground yourself, and just let that little kid know that you're going to have their back for the rest of your life and you're going to give them a voice. And again, that helped me a thousand percent. Yes. Yes. So much. Yes. (laughs) This has been uh, incredible. We're almost coming up on the hour, but I just want to know, like, what is your favorite part of this journey right now? And then where are you seeing yourself going with this new life of yours? Um, Some of the favorite things that have happened to me is, is the soul family that I've met. You know, like connecting with somebody like you, Brooke, who I've known for years through, you know, your mom and your stepdad and, and from karaoke and stuff and watching, you know, you on your journey, you know, you're five years sober right now. And, you know, you were, you're a big inspiration to people as well, but to watch you get into your own gifts and trusting your instincts and realizing that once you start to show up for yourself, again, like I said, the universe shows up for you, right? Um, connecting with psychic mediums, connecting with intuitive card readers, connecting with my followers, you know, like, it's weird that I'm saying that I'm on TikTok and I have followers. Like I just hit (laughs) 60,000 followers. Like, you know, the fact that I go on and, you know, connect with people who are in my room regularly that I have a stronger bond with some of them than I do with some friends that I've known for 20 years. They're more supportive to me, and I was telling you this last night, Brooke, in your live, I'll go on Facebook and I'll post something about, you know, my sobriety or something about my journey um, or that I'm, you know, having this interview with you guys. And I will get comments from people from my TikTok who are my followers who added me on Facebook. Congratulations, you're awesome, blah, blah, blah. But the people that I would hope would support me that I've known for 20 years don't. And it's, and it just kind of shows you when you lift your vibration, that sometimes you need to release some of those people that no longer serve you because they aren't on, it's like on the same wavelength that you are on, which is okay. It's nothing against them, but it's something that you kind of open your eyes to, you know, where do I want to put my energy and why would I not want to put it into people who are supporting me? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeff, it's been amazing having you on our podcast today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better and hearing your story. If somebody wants to connect with you, book a reading with you, uh, reach out to you, how can they do that? 
Um, you can go to my website, which is jeffziggylauren.com. That is in my TikTok link and my Instagram link, my LNK bio, so you can check it out. Um, Instagram, Jeff J. Lauren. Uh, TikTok at Ziggy Booten. On Facebook, Intuitive Card Readings with Jeff Ziggy Lauren, I think. Um, yeah, I, you can email me, laurenjeff at hotmail.com for bookings. Um, if you go to my website, everything is detailed there, prices, um, what I offer. Um, I'm also a level two Reiki practitioner, guys. So if you are looking for some Reiki sessions, send me a message. I also do Reiki and card readings. So I'm super happy to be on this journey, guys. Make sure you are supporting Sarah as well as Brooke. They are both intuitive card readers. They are both have a bit of medium skills. Sarah Moore, uh, Brooke's just starting to tap into that, that ability. But uh, Sarah's also a Reiki master. If you're looking for female energy, feel free to book with Sarah. If you're looking for some male energy, feel free to book with me. Thank you so much. I love it. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for joining us here. And thank you, Jeff, for coming and being so vulnerable and, and open and sharing your truth. I did not expect to get this deep today, but I'm so glad we did. I feel even more connected. Um, yeah, I love this journey. I hope if you're listening that you connect with all of us and start your journey to transformation, to spirituality and healing. This has been amazing. Thanks. <laughs>